I'm Ryan Jennings, and this is a Kiwi Original. Today I speak with Nathan Roper from paving company Horizon International. We do business and we've done business from Bluff to Kai Kai. So you can drive the length of the country and probably 90% of small towns that you drive through with the new brick paver. They're probably half a million square metres of it dotted around New Zealand. Every product tells a story, even the paving stones under our feet. Nathan got started in the paving business young, thanks to his dad. I've been involved since I was uh, a young child. The thing I always used to trip over is when I'd do work in the holidays, my father would say to me, you've got this little job up the hill, piece of cake, take you five minutes. And every time he said that, I knew I was in a power of trouble. Growing up in Wellington, there's not too many flat sections. You're either up the hill and round the back or down the stairs and round the back. Now they're supplying pavers to Australia and beyond. One of the things we're really excited about, as well as the products we're offering to New Zealand, we've also started doing exports back into Australia and to some of the islands. It's, it's really amazing. So the guys, as I say, that we're supplying the products over in Australia, being the biggest, doing the best, when they exited the market, left a huge void. To make a product that looks good is great, but to make a product that looks good and lasts is imperative, more especially when you're in these commercial environments. It's got to look good for the duration. Let's take a listen. When I see pavers, it's usually in the CBD of a, a city. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of paving which is used really to highlight and lift areas because of the flexibility of what can be delivered um, and the aesthetic strength of it. They, um, there is a lot of council use of pavers, as you say, for highlighting and lifting areas and the beautification. And I was looking on your website, you've got places like uh, K Road in Auckland and Constellation Drive. Are they New Zealand-made pavers that have been installed up there by your company? Certainly is. So we're just in the, in the final throws of one of the upgrade projects right now for K Road, where we've supplied approximately 3,000 square metres of the New Zealand-made terrazzo pavers. Wow. How do you go about designing the the built environment um, for you know swapping out what's there for your terrazzo pavers? Really, we look at the mixed design. We look at there's a couple of um, components to it. One is the aesthetics of the product to meet and match what the designer is looking for, but obviously the technical properties as well to make sure that because it is a hard wearing environment that they're going to match the it's the time, I suppose, for what, what they need to meet up to. Because there's a few things that um, that are probably to the the untrained eye is not something we think about, like um, you know the the colour of it. It's got to last, right? And it's it's got people's feet on it all day, and rubbish coming out from shops. It's got to be cleaned. How do you make sure that the the pavers you're putting in don't have to be replaced in you know in five years? In 2000, 2013, we invested in a bit of machinery from one of our main suppliers out of Australia. They exited the paving market, and it's a seven-stage turnstile press. It presses all of our pavers at 200 tonnes. It's one of only two in Australasia. But the pressing process that we make our pavers is the main difference. Um, and we actually recently made a full video of the process up in Otaki, at the time, it was a it was a huge go. We had seven 40-foot containers that we wrapped and strapped the whole factory out of Otaki. And the, the guys we bought it from were one of the biggest terrazzo suppliers in Australia. 
They did all the Westfields. They did a lot of the commercial properties. As I say, they exited, and their loss was our gain. We packed the factory, strapped it, sent it home. And if you have a look on our site under the um, capacity stuff, you can see the video. And that's one of the big things when we're talking to architects. To make a product that looks good is great, but to make a product that looks good and lasts is imperative, more especially when you're in these commercial environments, as you say, where people are going to really be taken to it, not intentionally, but it does take a lot of foot traffic. It takes cars overrunning it, it takes guys with food and fat. It's got to look good for the duration. So you've got this unique piece of equipment. That must have been a, a huge moment of excitement for Horizon International because you guys have been around for some time. Was it 30, 40 years in the business? And when did this... Oh, we would, we'd be coming up on 50 years, to be fair. We'd be, we are the longest-running paving company in New Zealand. And what was it like when this um, piece of equipment arrived more recently? It was huge. It was a groundbreaker, really, for us. It gives... Historically around New Zealand, there's a lot of pavement that's been made. The guys in back sheds with moulds where you might make 30, 40, 100, might be 150 pavers a day. This particular piece of machinery will do 1,000 pavers on a single shift every day, day in, day out, and made to the degree of quality that we're talking about. So what does this mean for the, the type of buyer? Because I'm thinking that you've got... Um, you've got local councils, you've got your specifiers, your architects, your your custom-built houses. What does this mean for them being able to access a New Zealand-made product at such a, a level of quality and scale? It really gives a lot of flexibility. I mean, we did some work a few years ago now for Southwest City Council, and the council designed they wanted a product which had all the properties that had the aesthetics but they also wanted to tie together a local component. So what we did was used a lot of the aggregate based out of the Tupper area, brought it down to our factory, put it into this bit of machinery and returned it back in a finished state. So it really brought together uh, the local environment with a degree of quality and longevity. I love that. That means you can actually use the the, the stone or the, the material from that region uh, back into it, so you've got a provenance story local to that region within New Zealand. Definitely, definitely. So we we get involved with a lot of aggregate, and we've spent a lot of time sourcing different aggregates from around the country. Uh, one of the ones which you see a little bit around Auckland, like the Red McCallum's chip, uh, we use a basalt which comes out of the bottom of the South Island. Around New Zealand, we've got some fantastic aggregates, and these allow us to make some of the most beautiful mix designs. Right now, um, one of the things we're really excited about, as well as the products we're offering to New Zealand, we've also started doing export back into Australia wow. and to some of the islands. It's it's really amazing. So the guys, as I say, that we're supplying the products over in Australia, being the biggest, doing the best, when they exited the market, left a huge void. So since they've left, we've started talking again to the architects they used to deal with, and a couple of years ago now, we did the Barnarong Memorial, which was two and a half square metres of, it's actually a cemetery area, and it went all the way through the property, it was external pavement, it was all through the chapels, so it was a lovely mix of internal, external. Right now, we've been providing for the last six months um, samples for the New South Wales Hospital, which, it's in the final throes of tender, and we're expecting to come, come to fruition pretty quickly, so that we can again start sending product over there. And that particular product, it's 
it's a beautiful looking product, but we've taken a lot of time and a lot of effort sending samples back and forward so they can really get the look that they're after. That's fantastic that you've been able to not only have service the, the New Zealand market at a different scale with this machine, but also to then export it back to Australia. That, that opens up a whole lot of new opportunities. Oh, it really does. I mean, Australia has really been big on the use of concrete terrazzo-based products, and they've realised and utilised. If you look at a lot of the airports through Australia, a lot of the hotels, a lot of the malls, they've realised a lot of the value of these particular range of products is that you can utilise it, you lay it, and in 10 years' time, if it gets a little bit scuffed, you go through, you give it a grind on the surface, and it's back to a new product. So for longevity purposes, it's amazing. Is that one of the main differences between the, the importer products? Because I notice here you've also got some products like Stoneview, Natural Stone and New Brick, which are your imports. When do you recommend New Zealand made and when do you recommend uh, an import? Every situation lends itself a little bit differently. Some areas won't lend themselves to terrazzo and some of them, it might be a heavy traffic area, for example, where it needs something really robust and it would be something like it a small format product like a clay or like a bit of natural stone. But then we did a job a couple of years ago now in the town centre down in Bacargill. And we used a mixture of products because some of them which were taking higher traffic were more suited to these products. But some of the higher aesthetic products, we actually integrated some of the Benito products into that. So it's, it really comes down to what the intent, what the purpose and what the aesthetic I've actually seen some of your pavers at a uh, winery in Hawke's Bay uh, at Craigie Range, and I, you know, I know that that place is is about details, right? The whole experience and aesthetic is has got to be perfect. And it, it made me think now, knowing that Horizon International is the company behind the pavers, that feeling when you're on that that solid ground, and then you're surrounded by the vineyard. It's it's got to be the best. You don't want something that's that's second best there because it would take away from everything else that's been put in in terms of investment for a particular look and feel. Definitely, Ryan. We we've done a couple of things in the Craigie Range, and there's nothing really for us. Nothing makes us more proud than going to jobs that have been there for years. And one of the best and most amazing stories I still talk about. Got a builder who did some work in Wellington. And he's, he was an amazingly friendly chap, but he always says to me, when he see him in the street, he says, don't forget, if you ever want to send someone to my house, my house, and I'm sitting there going, I wouldn't want people necessarily come my head, send them around. The papers I've had down there, eight years, they look as good as the day went down. It's amazing. And that sort of stuff for me, whilst we enjoy the scale of commercial um, environment, and we enjoy the volumes and stuff, but some of our most satisfying jobs we've done, are the residential from start to finish when you see that and you see the excitement, you see the joy on the person's face at the end of the job and just the happiness that, that era will, will bring to people. And you know that for years to come and it's the sort of thing you run into them in two years' time and they're as happy to see you as the day that you actually did the job because they still look fantastic. That's a, a big vote of confidence, particularly in the trade. Um, what are some of the things that if uh, someone's looking to renovate their, their landscape uh, around their house or, or build for the first time in a residential environment, what are some of the considerations they should be thinking to ahead of time before they start uh, working with Horizon? What, are, what, what do you have to think about when you're putting pavers down in a home environment? 
like everything, I think, get a plan. The worst that happens is people get to the end of the job and they say, I wish I'd done it this way or I wish I incorporated this. So sit down, take the whole area and as a whole, make a plan and then action on your plan. And we find sometimes people look at it and they go, I've got, I want to do this whole area, but I can't, can't afford to do it all in one go. But starting from the plan, this year I'll do this part, because this is how much money I've got. Next year I'll do this part, but the fact that they've actually got that plan allows them to section off the job and get the outcome at the end of the job rather than leaping in, as they say, and the, I wish I'd done that or I, I wish this or it's, it's really about having a plan, choosing the right product. The New Zealand-made Kiwi trademark is relied upon by over 1,500 New Zealand businesses to gain a market origin advantage in the markets they operate, both domestically and internationally. Check to see if the good service or software that you make is eligible at buynz.org.nz. It's, it's certainly something with the design and build. I know when they hand over those houses, there's actually very little that's done in the landscape part of it. Uh, and, you know, paving can be a, a part to extend the value because particularly with house prices, if you want to sell it at a, at a premium, it, it's all about the landscape, not necessarily the house. It really is. I mean, if there was, again, we get a lot of people come and they say to us, is that we have the different clientele. It's like I'm doing the house up quickly. I want to knock it off. And uh, our range of papers are generally, they're a, they're a mid to high. They're a, they're a beautiful looking product. They're not the cheapest product on the market. But it's the sort of thing that I say to people, if you're going to be there for more than six months, you'll spend most of your money doing the job under the ground, laying product. The last little bit is the product you're going to put on the top. So if you're going to be there for your lifetime or an extended period and you want to get the value back at the end of the job, Spend the last amount of money putting a decent product down. I, I like it, and um, th- there's plenty of colours to choose from, isn't there? Both for the home environment and the the commercial environment. Is there any considerations around what what to get for different areas? We do a lot of lighter products, and people there's a lot of questions asked because obviously the lighter you make a paver, uh, the more light the area will be. Uh, it's really, sometimes people get caught up with thinking about the module size. It's really about looking at the area you're going to do as to choosing the correct color, the correct module size, which is going to bring the most out of the area. I always tend to lean towards, not always, but I generally lean towards lighter areas because the, the lighter areas lift rather than a darker paper, which sometimes if it's in a more confined area can make the area look a little bit darker. And there's certainly the lighter pavers are a little bit cooler on the feet too and the in the, the heat of a, a New Zealand summer. It's definitely, yeah. <laughs> How did you get into uh, paving? Like, um, th- this is a family business, right? It is a family business, yeah. And was there a time where you where you decided, actually, you know, paving's not for me and went off and did something else? Or have you, this was always something you wanted to be part of? I've been involved since I was, a young child, my father, I always tell people the funniest. Well, the thing I always used to trip over is when I'd do work in the holidays, my father would say to me, you've got this little job up the hill, 
he said, take, take your five minutes. And every time he said that, I knew I was in a power of trouble. Growing up in Wellington, there's not too many flat sections. You're either up the hill and around the back or down the stairs and around the back. And the pavers are going down and generally the soil and everything else is coming back out. So I've been involved since day dot, but I did spend a bunch of time over in Australia and over in the UK. A bit of work as a dive instructor over in Australia. And then came back to New Zealand. My father said, we're we're at a bit of a turning point. He said to me, we're going to have to bring someone else on. I'd really like you to be involved. I'll understand if you don't. But I think for us, growing up in the family business, it gets in your blood. And when you start enjoying the services you look at, uh, I drive my partner crazy. We go on holiday and I spend half my time looking at the footpath. Architects look at buildings. We look at pavers and she's... I must be wearing it on her now because when we go on holiday now, she starts commenting on footpaths herself. <laughs> There's no hope for her. Yeah, it really is. It's a passion. If you don't enjoy it, it's not really the job for you. But if you enjoy it, you love looking at good service and you like the enjoyment of the things for people, I think that's what it's all about. That's certainly the continuing theme I found on this podcast is that just the raw passion in manufacturing to, to make a good product and then see it in the, the built environment. Uh, I had uh, David Percy on here from Pertronics and he said when he took his family for you know, a walk through Wellington CBD, not through you know, the forest or the parks, but through the CBD, so he could check off the fire protection panels that had been installed in, in all the skyscrapers. So he was looking in the windows for those. His daughters were looking in the windows for the fashion, and they'd worked out that worked for, for all parts of the family. We're really lucky. In that, well, I've been lucky to be involved in the family business, that we were involved in beautification. So the stuff that we look at is generally the, the last surface that goes down, but it is the real the, the stuff that sets it off the stuff that adds the beauty. So we we do business and we've done business from Bluff to Kai Kai. So you can drive the length of the country and probably 90% of small towns that you drive through with the new brick paper. There's really half a million square metres of it dotted around New Zealand. So there's not a lot of small towns that we haven't had a touch and had some impact into. Is there is there anything that the the government should be doing at a, at a central level? Um, because I know that they're very keen on procuring from New Zealand firms. Is there anything that that could help you know your business along um, in kind of the the big infrastructure projects that have been talked about over the last six months since COVID? I think just the the drive to have a look local rather than and we again as you say we import products as well. But I think there's a lot of New Zealand manufacturers who can do uh, products which are suitable, products which are beautiful, and products that really can lift these sorts of environments without having to look overseas. That's really the key. I mean, being an importing sort of country, we do spend a lot of time looking overseas, and we look at spend a lot of time looking for cheaper, better deals. But I think at this sort of time, we need to be looking internally and looking for things which will satisfy the needs. And it's not really, I don't think, about trying to find a lesser grade outcome, you still need the quality of things like K roads. You don't want to be putting something which, as you say, which you'll be pulling up in five years. So it's got to meet the brief. But there are definitely options inside New Zealand that will, will do that and provide the outcome they're looking for with the strong aesthetic as well. With the amount of square meterage you're doing, I, you know, I really like the idea that you're sourcing uh, the the ingredients, the components to make those stone paving um, from New Zealand so that we're actually paving New Zealand with New Zealand ingredients where it's 
required because there's certainly a lot of a lot of growth in our cities required to to house the people we've got, and we want to make sure that those you know local areas are are looking beautiful. That we've got a you know good urban design uh, setting. Has the probably this is kind of a final question? Is there are you noticing a, a shift between um, in those areas where uh, for an encouragement of more walkers rather than cars? Does that um, is that one of the compelling events that where people start thinking about let's put paving down rather than just road it through with um, bitumen or asphalt? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a drive towards more walking or what they call shared space areas where they're encouraging pedestrians. Now, the, the idea of pedestrians to overlap with vehicles as well, the whole push to get push towards recycleways as well, like Kiringapi Road, if you look at that, as well as the repaved footpaths, I'm also adding, obviously, the, uh, the laneways that are there for cyclists and stuff. So, yeah, there is really a drive towards getting people out, getting them, I suppose, more mobile and just trying to get them out of their cars. Love it. Um, is there anything I haven't asked you about, Nathan, or an area or a product or a, um, a, a, the service side of it of who installs it? Is there any anything that you want to cover before we finish up? The other part, really, I think where we differ, because we've got 45-odd years in the business, we've got a network of guys that run through the length of the country. And we end up dealing a lot, of, lot with QSs that call us and say, I need to get a price, I need to get an indicative price that's going to be this, this, this. So while a lot of companies can tick off the product side, there's a lot of, not a lot of companies that have got the depth of A, knowledge, the specification side, and also the networks of installers around the country that will allow us to provide. So we're talking to guys in Invercargill. Play pavers or Terrazzo pavers, this is what we want to do. And we can talk to those guys and we can really wrap a pretty tight number around what it's going to cost people so that as opposed to shooting pie in the sky stuff that doesn't go anywhere it'll give guys a really good fix as to what the project's going to cost before the start time that's great so for for those in the audience that don't know what the qs is i believe that is quantity surveyor is that yes, is that right sure. and and that's uh if you get a tight figure up front you're more likely to, to go down that route because you're not going to have the cost overruns there and I, I guess you can do that because you're actually the manufacturer and the supplier correct so we we know our side of the business the installers can tell us what they're going to what they're factually going to charge so yeah they're, they're generally real numbers awesome I, I like how you're um, open to doing the residential side even though you probably don't need that for your business it's uh you know, it's great that you're actually encouraging both sides, not just the, the big contracts, and fantastic for that export work to uh, back into Australia and putting down the, the paving uh, for for Australia's built environment. Uh, you know, well done. Fantastic work. Thanks very much, Ryan. Appreciate your time today. Thanks, Nathan. It's a, a really good chat, and I knew that there was far more to, to paving than uh, than meets the eye, and that's a classic story of... You know, walking down the, the street with your family. I, I love that. Brilliant. Thanks for that. That's it for another episode of A Kiwi Original. Remember to subscribe on the podcast or on YouTube to receive the next episode. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you think could benefit. See you next time.